1: That is armoire.style, A R M O I R E dot style slash D I J F Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hey, this is Megan and Stacy. Welcome back to What We're Cooking and Eating Now. Yay, we're back. In this series,
0: we share three meals we've recently fed our own families. We share the recipe links in our free community so you can turn all six of our ideas into a meal plan for yourself for next week. Or you can find other meal plan ideas in our weekly meal planning thread.
1: Speaking of meal planning, we're so excited to have just launched our audio course, Meal Planning for Everyone. This self guided audio course will help anyone, seriously anyone, set up a meal planning system that works for their family cooking style, and so much more.
0: I'm so excited about it. I feel so proud about it. The course includes 12 classes, guest experts, a printable workbook, access to our brand new meal planning community, and regular Q&As with the two of us. You can find out more information at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash meal planning. Oh, you guys, you have to check it out. It's so good. If you love these episodes, you will be a meal planning dinner superhero to pair what you're going to learn in that course with these What We're Cooking and Eating Now episodes.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. Megan,
1: what's been cooking? I know. It's been a minute since we did these. We took a little break in um, the end of December and January. And I have to tell you, I kind of like miss the motivation. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) What We're Cooking and Eating Now is to share meals that I've been cooking. But I like, I literally can't wait to tell you about something I made for dinner last night, Um, which longtime listeners of What We're Cooking and Eating Now know that I love Stacy's roasted gardeniera recipe from her first book, Make It Easy. It's like roasted cauliflower with celery and carrots and peppers, and you dress them with like a little red wine vinegar and seasonings. For my family, it's like one of those sides that everyone loves, and so it's such an easy win. But I thought I was very smart last night <laughs> because I smart. I started the roasted gardeniera. And then while it was like doing the first bit of roasting, I made this like garlic parm chicken recipe. I used a recipe from Joe Cooks, but I definitely was inspired by something I had seen on TikTok or Instagram. I can't wait to hear about this. I made garlic parmesan chicken too recently you did inspired by tiktok yeah okay
0: so go i want did we see the same thing (laughs) i wonder if our algorithms
1: are aligned probably i'm gonna go look at my saved one later and we can we can connect but they're so garlic parmesan chicken but they're like it's like small pieces of chicken breast or chicken thigh skewered so you could air fry them but i was like i don't want to air fry and i also don't want to dirty another pan and this is what, what I thought was so genius of me <laughs> was I put the skewers direct. Like I tossed the veggies. They had been roasting for a little bit while I prepped the chicken. So then I put the skewers right on top of the veggies and roasted them with the, ve- the like last yeah, bit of the veggies baby. roasting. <gasps> and served it with garlic bread, which is always a win in my house. And this was a meal that like four of four people in my house actually ate and enjoyed. So like win, win, win.
0: Yes. I love that so much. Okay. I want to hear about the recipe because I'm kind of curious. I was inspired by TikTok. And then I think in the caption, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. They didn't put the full recipe in the caption or even the ingredients and I didn't hop on over. I just like watched the video and I was like, ah, I get it. And then made my own. Yeah.
1: That's also what I, what I you did. Do. Okay. Yeah. And I can tell you, so I just like took two and a half ish pounds of chicken breast and cubed it. And then I had prepped the garlic bread before the chicken. So I took the bowl with like the little bit of butter and garlic in it, sort of left over, and added olive oil, some more minced garlic, a couple tablespoons of lemon juice, some salt, and like tossed the chicken in that and then put it in the skewers. And then I brush like after baking, I brushed them with a little bit more garlic butter that I had made and like put a bunch of finely shaved Parmesan on top. So it like melted uh, with the sauce and sort of like made an additional sauce for both the chicken and in this case, the garden which I think aligns with the recipe that I yeah. saw. The one the one I use for reference from Joe Cook's does include lemon pepper in the ingredient list. And I just As a matter of course, don't keep that on hand, so I didn't use it. And I thought they were really tasty. And, like, I was a little worried that they were such small pieces it might feel kind of, like, dried out. But it was not at all super tender and juicy. So I used
0: chicken tenders. It was Mm. a night – I was planning for a night when I knew I had to make dinner pretty quickly because I had a late meeting and the boys had practice, so – I bought chicken tenders, which, by the way, guys, the chicken lady is going to chime in here and say, (laughs) such a reminder that it's not worth it. Listen, (laughs) if it fits your budget, yeah, Yeah. if it fits your budget and you have a night like I had, like, I get it. I just did it. But when I saw the price, uh, this is not worth it. I can't encourage people enough to, like, really, anytime you have an extra five minutes to spare... The more whole your pieces of protein, the more affordable it's going to be per pound. Chicken tenders,
1: Lord almighty. And I feel like anytime I buy chicken tenders, I have to contend with that little white tendon. Tendon. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm not really saving the time I think I am by like doing tenders instead of just a breast that takes about the same time to...
0: A hundred percent. So anyway, it was a good reminder. I hadn't done it in a while. I thought I was just investing in my time and convenience. and, And for me, it just wasn't great. Anyway, I tossed the chicken tenders, which is dried seasoning. So I did onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, a tiny pinch of smoked paprika, salt, pepper, some pepper flakes. And I just tossed it in that. And then I threw them into the... In my new kitchen, <laughs> which I still haven't given a tour of on Instagram. I need to do that. Um, but I've been home sick with COVID. So yeah, soon, guys, soon. In my new kitchen, I have a speed oven. Okay. Like convection? What, I don't know what a speed oven So I'm still learning is. about it. Okay. I'm still kind of learning about it. But the thing is that my regular oven... Though installed, there's something wrong with it, and it's been taking forever to get the service person here. So, my speed oven is actually all that I have access to right now, but it's great because it's forcing me to play with it <laughs> in true Stacy form. You have to be a really long time listener to know this, but I have not looked at the
1: manual. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just such a classic donuts. I can't even tell you.
0: (laughs) I'm just learning about it by using it, which is probably a massive waste of my time. But anyway, so I used a roast convection setting. It can be, it has a setting for microwave, it has a setting for convection, for roast convection, a whole bunch of stuff. So I cooked the chicken like that. Then in a saucepan, a small saucepan, I melted butter and i put in a bunch of garlic, a little bit more seasoning, a little lemon juice, and i just kind of let it sizzle and i didn't let the garlic brown. i just kind of softened the garlic and made sure that it released all its deliciousness. and then in the end i added a bunch of parsley and finely shaved parmesan and then brushed it on top. Yeah. I just used a little too much garlic, i'm going to be honest. Oh. There's
1: was like, a limit.
0: And Isaac who loves big flavors like oh yeah no it's great it's good it's good but wow. there was no kissing that night between me and Mike
1: <laughs> anyway maybe that tells us everything we need to know except for what we I actually it does. Need I to know it does. is would you make it again
0: yeah which is a little less garlic
1: yeah okay love
0: but I like your it's interesting that we both treated the raw chicken differently before we cooked it yeah that's we did the only difference. So now, like, I'm like, oh, maybe you
1: should try my way. Maybe I should maybe try, you should yours. try and yours and we'll report back.
0: OK, so what do you say? We'll do that. Okay. And I want you to continue telling us what else you ate this week.
1: OK, this is actually a recipe I've done on repeat since December. I it sounds weird to say, like, I just discovered this person on Instagram. But really, they have like a massive following. It's Simple Home Edits. They're an Aussie food and home blogging community and they did this series of like easy and inexpensive meals in December and so I saved so many of them but the one that I've been making on repeat is this like beef and broccoli with noodles what I love is that I can usually the recipes in the caption or like on their site but I can like watch the reel and instantly understand what the recipe is and like almost make it without a recipe and that's so helpful you know, when we think of beef and broccoli, we think of finely shaved beef. This actually just uses ground beef, and but it's seasoned the same way you would beef and broccoli, like with hoisin sauce and ginger and garlic. And then you add broccoli florets into it and cook noodles in the end. And so you have this one pot, one bowl meal of deliciousness. And I have just been subbing ramen noodles for the noodles that she uses in the recipe because I had bought a bunch at Costco and they're like cheap and easy. So not with the flavoring packet, but just the ramen noodles noodles themselves. themselves. Mm -hmm. And my family has liked it so much that we have now like made it on repeat several times.
0: Nice.
1: Yes. Sounds delicious. Win. And then the last of my recipes is inspired by my now 12 year old, Ella, oh, on her birthday, she Ella. asked for pizza rolls. Yeah, and we, hey, since we've recorded one of these. Yeah. Ella had a birthday and Isaac had a birthday. Yes. And they got to be together in New York. Right around each other's birthdays, which was very fun energy. Uh, we did not get permission to share any of the photos Correct. of our kids together. So uh, sorry if you might have missed that. But she requested pizza rolls and it was like right after we had come back from New York. From our trip there for her birthday where we got to see you. And so I ended up using a recipe from um I think it's Mel's Kitchen Cafe which I Ooh, are, you're yeah. pulling
0: out an oldie but goodie. An oldie
1: but goodie. Mel's um, Kitchen Cafe has been around for years forever. And her the pizza dough for the pepperoni pizza rolls is like a speedy one. That's what I was looking for because I like hadn't prepped pizza dough in advance. And they were really good and my family loved them. I'm going to Say something. My family loved them. And so now I've made them again. I made them again this week by request of Ellen. We just had like garlic green beans and a Caesar salad on the side. One thing I want to say actually have two things. It's pizza rolls. It's fine. It's nice that like the rest of my family loves them. And then I like when I make a batch, it's enough that like everyone is fed and I have enough to pack like two or three lunches worth. For the rest of the week. So that's really nice. I don't know if I love it. Like I feel like it's like. Bread for dinner. I totally. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Um, so I just understand. That's all I yeah, have Yeah that's say. it. You can commiserate. Like which yeah. is fine. We have a whole episode. About special bread. And how you can really like. Center. Bread. Like bread. On the plate. But like for me. It's not very satisfying.
0: And I. Feel like the thing about pizza rolls. People might be. Picturing store bought style, yeah, like a pizza these pocket. are not these are pinwheels. Yes, and the thing is with pinwheels, pizza pinwheels, there just isn't the same ratio of filling like sauce. Yes. And filling, and by filling, I mean the cheese and then anything else like pepperoni, vegetables, whatever you want to put to dough. They're way doughier than a slice of
1: pizza. Yeah, and there's not the textural like crispness of the crust or the cornmeal on the bottom. It's like totally soft It's bra- and bready, yeah. <laughs> yes. which is not so, bad. I just like l- always love to be pr- transparent in these episodes. Yeah. And then the second thing I need to talk about is... We did this Instagram post together, or didn't I just feed you at the beginning of the year? And we're like, ins and outs. And you were like, ranch is out, Caesar is in. I was like, okay. Did I hurt your feelings? I'm going to co-sign this. (laughs) But what is like the best bottled Caesar? I feel like we need to figure that out. I agree. I bought a Newman's, and I feel like it's too mayo-y for me. Hard agree. Okay.
0: Hard agree. And so then... I think it's Newman's. They have a light Caesar, Mm. which I bought not because I was caring about the light, but because I was like, it'll be less thick. It'll feel more dressing and less mayo-y thick. And then I didn't love the flavor as much. Like it was too um, vinaigrette-y. Yes. You know, which sometimes Caesar can be, but like when you can actually like feel the texture of the Parmesan, like it was too much in the other direction. Yeah. Like I wanted
1: it a little bit more creamier. So I'm down with this mission. Let's figure it out. Let's crowdsource from the community. And put it in a newsletter. Yeah. Let's determine the best bottled Caesar. Yes. And then maybe we can make our own quick Caesar recipe, too. Not one where you have to like emulsify eggs or anything like that, but something delicious. Okay. I have a couple of things to say. Hold on before you move us on.
0: (laughs) The things I have to say are, one, I mentioned the newsletter, and I'm going to just take a break from our regularly scheduled programming to say that we've been doing a lot of thinking about our newsletter. And I'm very excited for what's to come up. We are going to be sending newsletters more, but they're going to be chock full of information. We just feel like we have so much info, and we do try to share a lot of it on social. But, guys, there's like a whole different audience for social than there are the people who listen to the show. But the people who subscribe to our newsletter are definitely people who listen to the show. And we feel like we want to deliver those people a lot of value. So we're kind of shifting the kind of content that goes into our newsletter to be really high, high value. So recipes, things like the taste test, things that you might normally see us share on social, we're going to shift to our newsletter. So I want you to sign up for it. If you just basically go to didn't I just feed you.com backslash links, you'll find a sign up. Or if you just go to our site. It will pop up. You will be prompted. Okay. Separate from that, I want to go back to the pizza rolls because I also just want to acknowledge that you said you made the dough and the Mel's Kitchen Cafe recipe, I just looked it up, has a recipe for the dough. Yes. And I'm going to be out there for all the people, repping for all the people who don't feel like whipping up dough feels like easy weeknight cooking. You can just go buy a round of dough from your local pizzeria. Yes. Yes. I do this all the time. I know it's especially easy for me because New York City has such a high number of corner pizzerias, but most pizzerias will sell you a round of dough if you just pop in and
1: ask. Also, the bakery department and most grocery stores. Like I know at Publix, they have in the bakery, they have a little fridge full of their pizza dough and some like pre shredded mozzarella and pepperoni. So you could like grab everything right there. And I think Albertsons does, I'm not sure that every store does. I feel compelled to defend myself for some reason and say. You should not. I didn't actually have pizza rolls on my meal plan for Ella's birthday. I was going to make another pasta dish for her. And she was the one who was like, so I grocery shopped for everything else. And then on her actual birthday, she was like, I think I want pizza rolls for dinner. And so then I may had to make the dough for her. But I totally agree about you do not have to do that. And you almost kind of. Shouldn't like just buy the pre made dough for these. Yeah, even pop and bake. Yes. 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter Butcher Box, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate free and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping.
0: Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery
1: store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order.
0: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode
1: is brought to you with support from Whole Foods.
0: As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and
1: save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on
0: Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and
1: if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At
0: HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen
1: into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for dinner I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com
0: backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order.
1: Hey, I'm Gwenna Lathlin, but you probably know me as Mama Cusses on TikTok and Instagram. And I'm Tori Phantom, also known as Tori Phantom on TikTok and Instagram. And we want to tell you about our brand new podcast, Childproof, from Betches Media. Parenting is hard, but it's even harder when
0: you feel alone.
1: That's why we created Childproof, a parenting chat show for when you're craving adult conversation and are surrounded by tiny humans. And on Childproof, we'll try to figure out the do's, don'ts, and what ifs of modern parenthood. We have been friends for years, so we want to use this show as an opportunity to compare notes, share stories, and grow as parents at the same time. So tune in every Wednesday as we share our experiences through a mix of one-on-one conversations, guest appearances, and input from you, our listeners. That's right. You, you, personally, where you are right now, you can be a listener. Subscribe right now wherever you're listening. That's Childproof from Betches Media. Okay. Okay. Now, we want to hear, you kind of shared a little bit with the garlic parmesan chicken, but like what you've been cooking because you're back in your new kitchen. I'm back in my new kitchen. It's been very exciting. Okay. So
0: I have been kitchen inspired. Then I had to travel for a long weekend for a wedding, which cut into it. So like I got into my new kitchen, let's say a Friday at 5 p.m., On Saturday, Isaac had 26 17-year-olds over for his 17th birthday party, 16 to 17-year-olds. I just made nachos and then let them go free. And then the rest of the weekend, I spent cleaning my kitchen (laughs) in my house after his party. So then I had like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I left for a trip on Thursday, and I came back with COVID. So I had still been cooking But it's not the same. I'm not, like, luxuriating in my space. Yeah, it's not your
1: pleasure cooking that you get to do.
0: So I did a couple of things. Like, my first pleasure cooking thing that I was so excited to cook, I made nikujaga, which is a really simple homestyle beef, Japanese beef stew that I learned to make when I was traveling through Japan. And it's so delicious. And I just want to say, I'm going to give a shout-out. Justonecookbook.com is like one of my favorite cooking sites because when I have these jags where I'm really into Japanese cooking. And it's such a fantastic resource. And I did a bunch of cooking while in Japan and have checked the recipes that I learned against just one cookbook. And they like really match up nicely. I just feel like it's well explained. All the ingredients are explained. There's so many informational posts about ingredients, where to get them, which brands to get. I love it so much. So, made some nikujaga. The one thing about nikujaga that could be maybe a little bit harder is that you need really thin cut beef. I had gone to the Asian market, so I got it for myself, but you can just go get ribeye or something, put it in the freezer and then cut it really thin yourself. It probably won't be quite as thin because the meat that's usually used for this is like the kind of meat that you use if you guys are familiar with shabu-shabu. It's like super thin and probably cut on a meat cutter. But it still works and it is so easy. You do need dashi. So you might need to like go to a specialty market. But I have in the past made my own dashi, which is really easy to do. But I use dashi granules for the first time. You can also get them on Amazon. Guys, that's another tip. And you need mirin. But mirin is, uh, I'm finding more and more that mirin is available in the
1: international food aisle of most grocery stores. I
0: agree with that. Can you just
1: say, before we move on, what dashi is for anyone who doesn't know?
0: So dashi is basically, it's a staple of Japanese cooking. It's a broth. And it's made with kombu, which is a type of dried seaweed, so not the kind of seaweed that you snack on. Um, and there are different kinds of kombu, but it really doesn't matter. Just And if you're curious and you want to delve into it, just one cookbook has a whole post on kombu. But you get this um, dried seaweed and you steep it and then you will add some dried shaved bonito flakes or there are other kinds of dried fish, depending on the kind of dashi you want to make. But you add some sort of dried fish at the end that you then strain all of that out and you're left with a broth that's really umami rich and kind of tastes of the sea. It's very light. It's extremely light, extremely flavorful. And Japanese people will make a thing of dashi and then you'll have it for the week. Because like when you make okonomiyaki, which are Japanese pancakes, like instead of using water to mix up your
1: flour mixture, you'll use a little bit of your dashi. It's very, it's ubiquitous in yeah. Japanese cooking. Mi- it's a, the base for miso soup too, yep. which is another reason to like make some and then keep some miso paste on hand and be able to make a quick miso soup or a cup of it if you just need some some warm winter soothing. Totally. And so
0: the dashi granules were great. It was the first time I used them. You just mix them with water boom you have dashi so made nikujaga and then i made just like a plain like sushi restaurant style salad just like shredded carrots greens crunchy greens and some avocado and i made uh eric kim's carrot ginger dressing that's on the new york times and i loved his recipe totally scratched that itch and it was really easy to make it comes together in your blender Another meal I made, no recipes for this one, jerk chicken with plantains, rice and beans and collards. I make my jerk chicken using Walker's Wood jerk seasoning. We'll put a link to our Amazon affiliate store. Uh, You can just get a jar. I'm going to give you a little heads up, though. Walker's Wood was introduced to me by someone who's Jamaican. So it is widely available, but I think about it as being, you know, as authentic as you can get when you're using like a jerk paste as a shortcut in the line of authenticity. Mild
1: is not the most mild thing you'll ever.
0: (laughs) It is not too crazy. This is the intel
1: that we need, Stacey, because some of us are some of our children and some of us are spice averse. I
0: I would go real light for your kids. Like, I think if you use like a little tiny, like put your kids chicken or pork separate and just rub a half teaspoon on their piece of chicken and then cook the rest. It's not mild. It's also not spicy. But if you go spicy, people watch out. Like it's serious stuff. So anyway, but it is very flavorful and delicious. And what I like about it is that a lot of jerk paste that you just buy in a jar and use as a shortcut don't have the smokiness that I love about jerk meat, jerked meat and fish. And this has a nice uh, smokiness to it plantains i roasted in the oven i did not fry them so i just sheet pan parchment spray oil slice the sweet plantains really thick i have found that when you're gonna cook them in the oven instead of frying them it really works best i don't care what anyone tells you listen to me it really (laughs) works best when your plantains are like real ripe like almost black you know If you're going to fry a sweet plantain, if it's mottled black. It's fine. It's fine because it's going to get soft through the frying process. But if it still has some like hard spots and isn't like really sugary, it just doesn't feel as like fried and delicious when you cook it in the oven. Probably
1: there's less caramelization, too, because like all that that mottling the blackness that is a sign of sugars processing within the plantain. So that makes sense to me. You don't care what anyone else says, I think. I don't because
0: I've seen a lot of you know why? Because when you look up baked plantains, you're gonna get a lot of recipes from sites that are oriented towards quote unquote healthier cooking or quote unquote lighter cooking. And sometimes those sites aren't as in terms of flavor oriented, yes. Aren't as delicious oriented. I didn't know how else to say it. That's fair. So I think you just gotta be careful. Yeah. Okay, rice and beans. I think I used dozen cousins. There and you then, go. Yeah. yeah, and then collards, just uh, a lot of garlic, broth, cook them a long time, finish with some red wine vinegar. I don't think I used any pork products in the collard greens this time. Can't quite remember, but I didn't have any on hand. They were just vegetarian, but they still came out great. And the last thing I made was a recipe from the New York Times Tagliatelle with prosciutto and butter
1: mm. i feel like it's giving like a carbonara ish oh i like it it's um the person who developed the
0: recipe for new york times started with like cacio e pepe
1: oh, okay yes there you go Ooh, i kind of want this on my meal plan it looks good
0: it's really good and it was really easy I don't know what to say. There's, like, that's really it. It's a simple recipe. The one thing I'm going to say about prosciutto is that Oliver loves meat. He loves bacon. But sometimes other cured meats like prosciutto he doesn't like because they have too much fat. Okay. Which is the whole freaking point. point. But anyway. Okay. When you crisp prosciutto... The fat melts away and is yeah. part of what crisps the meat and you're just left with the meat and not a whole lot of like fat bits or there isn't gristle in bacon. But even like a super fatty piece of bacon, sometimes he'll get weird about. Yeah. And that disappears. So he really liked this. So I think this is a good way to serve prosciutto to little kids because it has a slightly different flavor, less hickory smoked than traditional bacon. Did you use fresh pasta or dried pasta? for this? I used dried tagliatelle. They called for fresh. And then I made this with, like, I riffed. It's my own little recipe. I wanted to make an Italian-style sweet and sour cauliflower. Like, I was thinking cauliflower, golden raisins, pine nuts Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I just boiled the cauliflower till it was fork tender, drained it. And then I did, like, olive oil, butter, maple syrup, and a bunch of red wine vinegar, and made a sauce that I threw in some toasted pine nuts, some golden raisins. And then at the end, right as the sauce thickened, I added the cauliflower and coated everything, tossed it to coat.
1: And how was this dinner received? Because I think of this, like I think of your boys as being very much like, where's the meat? And this is the kind of recipe that uses me as like a garnish. They loved it. I used a bunch of
0: prosciutto. And I will say... I know what you mean by garnish, but actually there is a bunch of pros- Like okay. the prosciutto is yeah. throughout. It's not like a crumble on top. And you actually don't crumble right. the prosciutto into small pieces. So you had these like, it's like if you took a slice of crispy bacon and cut it into thirds instead yeah. of crumbling it. Does it, that make sense?
1: Yeah. So it felt yes. meat hefty
0: for a pasta.
1: Almost like. How ragu, this is like maybe a stretch, but like you're not getting necessarily like like a pork ragu. You're not getting meat in every bite of pasta, but it's still like there and substantial enough that you totally. feel like it's a meat sauce. Totally. So they really liked it and they loved the cauliflower. They did. Okay. Shoot, you so shouldn't have said that because some of us might be, like me, who make your gardeniera all the time, <laughs> might be wanting... Yeah, recipe. I can do it. I
0: actually was thinking that I would develop a recipe because I was winging it and I really wasn't paying close attention. I just was craving those flavors. Yeah, and it was such a win that I was like, "Oh, I should replicate this." Okay, all right. I get. I got it. Okay. Caesar ta- Caesar salad. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Caesar guys, salad taste test. Caesar salad dressing taste test, and Stacey's sweet and sour cauliflower. It's on. It is on. You know where you're going to find that stuff, right? In, In our free the community. community. <laughs> Take us out
0: of
1: here, you guys. List. So don't
0: for- okay. Don't forget that you can access the document. Should we start a 2024 one? We will be. Yes, ma'am. Great. Okay. So you're going to find the document that keeps ev- the link to every single recipe we mentioned on what we're cooking and eating now episodes through the entire year in our community. You're also going to get the password that gives you access to our recipe archive in our community. So where do you want to be? In our community. You can figure out how to join by going to didn't I just feed you.com backslash
1: community. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> you know where else you should go? didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. Backslash meal planning to learn all about meal planning for everyone, our brand new meal planning audio course. And of course, as Stacy said, it's really a great time to sign up for our newsletter at didn't I just feed you.com slash links. Follow us on Instagram where we are at didn't I just feed you? A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane
0: and well fed, friends.